will turn with me to Matthew chapter 12. We will uh, con continue and, and try to finish up this chapter. Matthew chapter 12. Just as a, a recap of, of a few things that was said on last week, uh, in this chapter, Jesus was going through the cornfield on the Sabbath day with his disciples, and they got hungry and began to pick corn to eat. The Pharisees had a problem with that. And again, they didn't know who Jesus was or who he represented. Have you ever thought the world does not know who you are and does not know who you represent? But the real question is, do you know who you are? And do you know who you represent? Jesus also went to the synagogues or to the churches, if you will. And there was a man who had a withered hand. The question was asked, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Let me ask this. If it's okay to get up and go to church... If it is okay to say God forgives you, if it is okay to sing and praise, why isn't it okay to say you are healed? Mm -hmm. And to justify themselves, they said Satan did it. Jesus continued to work and do his father's business. He healed the man with the withered hand. Jesus went on to give sight to the blind. The deaf spoke. Mm -hmm. Spirits were cast out. Mm -hmm. When Jesus said, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Yes. He made it clear to whom he was speaking to. And they would answer for the words they spoke. And to be even more clear to them, he referred to when they said he cast out devils by Beelzebub. When we see things happen the way that we don't understand, we should be careful what we say. If it is something good, rejoice and be glad for them. If it is something other than good, don't laugh, but pray for them. We also see when Jesus was in the grave, he did not rest. According to 1 Peter, he spoke to the spirits in prison. Remember what it says in Ecclesiastics? There is no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit. Neither hath he power to in, that, in the day of death. And there is no dis discharge in that war. Neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. Man cannot be awakened from a grave like he can from sleep. Many, meaning death is a prison where there is no escape. But I'm glad Jesus came that we may be exonerated. By the blood we have been given a full pardon. Being found righteous, death cannot hold or keep us. So when Jesus was absent from them at that time, he preached to those that came before them, 
that were dead. So those during the time of Noah who deserved it, he spoke and they were given the opportunity to receive. Only a merciful God can do that and knew who they were that needed it. Remember for us in Hebrews it says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Now out of everything that Jesus did, the Pharisees were looking for a sign. Jesus was not against signs. He gave a sign to Gideon, a sign to Hezekiah, and a sign to Ahaz without asking. But the Pharisees would not get any more signs. They did not believe the signs that were given. Just like today, we have been given and are still being given signs. And people do not believe the signs being given. Listen to what Romans 13, 11 says to us today. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Can we see it's time to wake and read the writing on the wall? The word is telling us to cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. The Pharisees are not paying any attention to this. And the world or religious world is not paying attention either. But we who are his children need to take heed to what we see. Yes. Now let's look at verse 41 of chapter 12 as Jesus continues. Verse 41 says, The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Christ teaches the Jews are now more miserable by putting out the light of the gospel, which was kindled in them. Christ shows us how the Jews are more miserable in Noah's time because they had the light of the gospel, which was stirred up in them and did not receive it or believe. Christ, who preached to the Jews, was greater than Jonah in nature person, and mission. Jonah preached repentance in Nineveh only 40 days, and Christ preached among the Jews for several years. Jonah brought no miracles to authorize his preaching, but Christ brought miracles every day in every place where he went and of every kind. Christ points out another situation. Look at verse 42. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Again, Jesus compares his coming with Solomon. When Jesus says the queen of the south, he is referring to the queen of Sheba whose country is south in respect to the land of Israel. She came from a remote country and would condemn that generation because they had not the true wisdom of God. 
For she came a great distance to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And the wisdom of Jesus was greater than the wisdom of Solomon. And the Jews of that age would not listen or receive that wisdom. Look at verse 43. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. This parable shows the Pharisees. Jesus came that you might be clean out of the unclean spirits. Mm -hmm. But by rejecting the gospel and refusing to believe in Christ, you are vulnerable to these spirits that are looking for a place to stay. They are like squatters. Once they get in, it is hard to get them out. Amen. No, Satan is an unclean spirit. Mm -hmm. He has lost his original purity. That he had when he was in heaven and his holy nature in which he was created. Satan has become and is filthy and unclean worldwide. Mm -hmm. Satan is a restless and is an unquieted spirit. Being cast out of heaven, he cannot rest nowhere. That is why he goes to and fro, up and down, seeing whom he may devour. He is restless whether he is either gone out of a man or cast out of a man by power. He is not content or satisfied until he returns to a filthy heart. First Corinthians 3.16 tells us, Know you not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So we see God does not dwell in unclean temples and Satan cannot dwell in a clean one. Look at verse 44. Then he saith, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Man's heart was God's house by creation. By choice, Adam allowed residence of another spirit. If Satan had possession and was put out, he will attempt to reclaim it. The person's house he had been expelled from by the power of Christ is kept by continual prayer, faith, and watchfulness. If they do not receive Christ or continue in faith of the gospel, when Satan returns, he will find it unoccupied, mm -hmm. empty, and ready to be embraced by corrupt again. Without Christ, the vessel is left unattended. To be swept and garnished and left untended would mean there's nothing stopping Satan from re-entering. Mm -hmm. Listen to what happens when he comes back. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Mm -hmm. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. That person will be seven times worse in their condition than if the gospel had never been preached to them and a savior had never come among them. Think about this. When you go on a diet, first of all, it is hard enough to start it. But when you do, if you miss one day of dieting or exercising, it is hard to go back than it was when you first started. Or think about this. 
When you go on vacation, it is harder to go back to work after your vacation is over. Mm-hmm. All you think about is what awaits you when you go. It is even just as or more difficult to go back to work on Monday than it was to get up and go on Friday. It says the last state of that man is worse than the first. Before this happens, if men do not grow better under the means of grace, if they do not permit the Holy Spirit to take possession of their hearts, they will grow worse and their hearts will wax cold. And here's another thought. Before Christ came to this earth, the house needed to be swept and the house was the house of Israel. Then Christ came and the house was swept clean and was ready for occupancy or ready to be received. But Israel refused. And this generation has refused to accept and receive the Christ that came and swept the generation of our forefathers clean. And we can say today, this generation is seven times worse than when Jesus was preached. Even when preached by Paul and Peter. Let me read to you what Paul said to second, in 2 second Timothy 3, 1 through 5. And you decide if things are getting better or worse. I'm going to read it from the Bible basic English for clear understanding. Verse 1 says, But be certain of this, that in the last days, times of trouble will come. You see, a man born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. But today our days seem to be getting fewer and our trouble becoming greater. Verse 2 says, For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, uplifted in pride, given to bitter words, going against the authority of their fathers, never giving praise, having no religion. Mm. Are you hearing this? Mm -hmm. One thing man is today is a lover of himself and money. He is lifted up in pride, full of bitter words, going against authority, won't listen to no one, never giving praise, and don't believe anything. If that ain't today, I don't know what is. But listen to the next verse. Without natural love, bitter haters, saying evil of others, violent and uncontrolled, hating all good. In in other words, they don't love nothing and no one. Don't just hate, but bitter hate. This generation is brutal. They will kill you and then kill themselves. They cannot be controlled. The world things are the answer for control. The world's answer for control are pills. Verse four says false to their friends. Acting without thought. Lifted up in mind. Loving Pleasure more than God. People you thought to be your friend are not. People are doing things without thinking. I know seniors have moments, but this generation don't know what a moment is. 
A moment is a particular period of importance or excellence. For this generation, nothing is particular. Nothing is important. They choose the things of man over the things of God. Because what man has is tangible and right now. If it is not in front of me, it doesn't matter or exist. Verse 5 says, having a form of religion, but turning their backs on the power of it. Go not with these. A form of religion is a structure or figure that resembles a belief. But it is not the gospel of Christ. They have a moral or way of living that seems right. But it is not written and it is not in their heart to follow. Let's go back to Matthew 12, verse 46. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto them that told him, who is my mother and who are my brethren? Jesus is not denying the relationship of his relatives, but he is also he also does not esteem or give special attention because they are relatives. Just in case you didn't know, Jesus did have brothers and sisters. If you look at Mark 6, 3 for a moment, we will see this. Mark 6 and 3 says, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? the brother of James and Joas and Judah and Simon and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. And it says they were offended in his own house. This was the saddest part of it all, that his own brothers in his own home did not believe he was the Messiah. And to think he was the firstborn this puzzle was the greatest of all. Again, going back to verse 49 in, in Matthew 12. And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. Jesus certainly does not want us to deny kin, but, he must but we must understand also none are more nearer to us than those of the household of faith. They may not be your family by blood, but they are by spirit. Yes. Remember what it says again in John 1, 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Grace runs not in blood, not because of family relationships or racial origin. For whosoever, in verse 50, shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. We do not expect you to disown or deny your flesh and blood, but we want you to recognize you your real family is the ones you labor with 
and have become your spiritual family. They may not share the same blood as you or have the same biological parents or siblings as you do. But what you do have in common or the same is your heavenly father and spiritual brother, Jesus Christ. My time is up and I thank you for yours.